When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to your Buckeye Talk headlines for Friday, September 18th. A lot happened. Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. I think you might know what happened. Let's get to the five headlines about Ohio State football and Big Ten football brought to you by Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com five days a week. And make sure you are reading our regular Ohio State football coverage at Cleveland.com slash OSU. Here we go. Big Ten football is back for the fall. This is Doug Maurice from Buckeye Talk at Cleveland.com. The Big Ten has decided to reinstate fall football starting with the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. That was announced this week after a cancellation of fall football on August 11th and more than a month of trying to figure out what to do. The Big Ten will restart by playing or planning to play Eight regular season games in conference in eight weeks, culminating with a weekend of cross-divisional play, including the Big Ten Championship game, on December 19th. And this should and will set up the Big Ten and its champion to compete for a college football playoff spot. So this is what so many people had been pushing for, coaches, players, parents, athletic directors, a lot of people behind the scenes and very publicly, wanted the Big Ten to try to play football after canceling along with the Pac-12 and three other Power Five conferences deciding to play this fall. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 were out. The Big Ten is now back in. October 23rd and 24th, that weekend, that is the plan to restart games in Big Ten football. An eight-game schedule after lots of rumors and consternation. It finally happened this week to cover... Everything about that and the season to come, listen to Buckeye Talk, read cleveland.com slash OSU. I'm Doug Maurice from cleveland.com. Doug Maurice from cleveland.com. What made Big Ten presidents change their mind and reinstate fall football? Well, according to Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and Dr. Jim Borchers, who headed the Big Ten Medical Subcommittee, along with many other Big Ten leaders, the big change was the development, the advancement of daily fast saliva tests that the Big Ten now believes it can have access to. That is what allows the Big Ten to now plan to test on a daily basis instead of a couple times a week. And as Dr. Christina Johnson, the Ohio State president, said, the belief is they can have a clean field. So that is the plan that they believe they can test players every day before practice or before a game, find out very quickly, within 15 minutes or so, 
if that player had a positive test. If a player does have a positive test, you take that player out of the situation, remove them, say you can't practice, you can't play in this game. Then they give them a different, another more developed test that takes longer. And this is a, a an even more sensitive test to see if there was a false positive. So they, they give them that second test. You wait then on that result. And then if that test is also positive, that's when you go into Big Ten protocols about contact tracing and quarantining and what goes into that. So it's that daily test that you don't have to wonder anymore. Did, did someone get tested a, t- a couple days ago, but now they're practicing and have they gotten the virus in between since their last test? That is what changed for the Big Ten. That was developed sometime in like late August after the August 11th cancellation. And that's why we reached this point in mid-September where the Big Ten has decided to play. Now, listen, that'd be great if everybody around the country had access to that kind of testing. Everybody doesn't. But Big Ten football believes it will have access to that. And that's why they are going to try to play starting on the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. I'm Doug Maurice. Listen to Buckeye Talk five days a week and read our Ohio State stories at Cleveland.com. Who will play in this restarted Big Ten football season in October? Well, two Ohio State Buckeyes that maybe weren't going to play are going to play. I'm Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. Wyatt Davis, an All-American offensive guard. Sean Wade, a potential All-American at cornerback. They both opted out of this 2020 football season earlier this week. They were uncertain about what was going to happen with the Big Ten. They grew tired of waiting. They wanted to sort of seize control of their lives. So they opted out. And then the Big Ten announced on Wednesday, hey, wait a second, we're going to play in October. That's what those two players had waited for. They could have gone pro. They could be rookies in the NFL right now. They would have been high draft picks. Instead, they stayed with the goal of winning a national championship at Ohio State. If the Big Ten did not play football in the fall, they would not be able to chase that goal. But the Big Ten is going to play football in the fall. So both of those players have announced that they are now opting back into the season. Wyatt Davis has some paperwork and some technicalities he has to go through. Sean Wade seems good to go. But the plan is for both those Buckeyes to be on the field. Starters, some of the best players on the team, when the Buckeyes take the field the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. The result then, the Buckeyes, who are legitimate national title contenders, will not have an opted-out player. Just like Alabama, just like Clemson, they are the three main contenders for the national title, and none of those three teams now have lost a player to an opt-out. We've seen a lot of other players around the Big Ten, very good players, but we know Ohio State's the favorite, and that's the team that has the most on the line, and Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade are planning to take part in this fall football season. To read all about that, go to cleveland.com slash OSU, and to listen to it, make sure you're listening to Buckeye Talk our five-days-a-week podcast from Cleveland.com. How did Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren handle his communication with coaches, players, and parents during the month while the Big Ten was trying to figure out what was going to happen? This is Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com, and I asked Kevin Warren that question during a news conference when the Big Ten on Wednesday announced that they were going to play fall football, an issue that had come up a lot with coaches and players and parents saying they were in the dark. They didn't know why the Big Ten had canceled fall football on August 11th, what the plan was going to be. They wanted to hear from Kevin Warren. They wanted some guidance. But that lack of communication, that lack of transparency was one of the main reasons that parents were protesting. It wound up that they also started pushing for fall football. But really, the protest started with saying, we want to know what's going on and nobody will tell us. So I asked Kevin Warren 
Why was your communication with coaches, players, and parents so poor over the last month? This is what he said. From a communication standpoint, what I tried to do personally and what we tried to do collectively is to make sure that when we had things to communicate, that we did communicate. And again, one of the easy things to do is to be able to turn around and look back and say what was poor and what was good. Again, as I said a couple minutes ago, we're in an environment right now where I know me personally, I wake up every day trying to be as positive as I possibly can to do the best I possibly can for as many people that I can touch. And I knew where we are. We have 10,000 student athletes. And I'll say this personally is I really, a lot of the criticism that has been displayed over the last couple of months, I take it as we're passionate in the Big Ten. We have passionate student athletes. We have passionate families. We have passionate fans. And then he did admit there's many things we did learn over the last 40 days and will get better. So that was an issue. That's Kevin Warren's response. You would expect the Big Ten will try to handle this better the next time they face something like this. Kevin Warren, his first year on the job, put in a tough spot, clearly, along the way. After making an unpopular decision, the Big Ten did not do a very good job explaining it to the people that mattered most. And now most of those people got what they wanted, which is a fall football season, and we'll see what the Big Ten does from here on out. To read more stories like this, go to cleveland.com slash OSU. And to hear us talk about these issues, make sure you tune in to Buckeye Talk from cleveland.com five days a week. One thing the fall Big Ten football season is not planning to have, fans in the stands. I'm Doug Maurice from cleveland.com. As part of the announcement on Wednesday that the Big Ten will restart fall football on October 23rd and October 24th, one of the announcements was that the Big Ten is not planning to sell tickets. They do plan to make accommodations for families of players, people like that, but they will not sell tickets to the general public. Some schools had pushed for that. Ohio State had a plan for about 20% capacity in Ohio Stadium. Nebraska was interested in having it, but there are different state guidelines. For instance, right now, Governor Mike DeWine in Ohio set guidelines that limits the NFL Browns and Bengals in Cleveland and Cincinnati to about 6,000 fans per game. So even Ohio State's plan might have been reduced based on what the governor said, but the Big Ten saying we have different schools in different states in Illinois and New Jersey and Maryland and Iowa and Nebraska, rather than trying to see what each individual state's going to do and do you possibly create an uneven playing field from a competitive standpoint or a financial standpoint, they just said, we're not going to sell tickets. Now, Christina Johnson, the Ohio State president, said that could be revisited down the line, depending on the latest medical advancements and how the coronavirus is handled. Certainly would not be surprising, given how the Big Ten has adjusted and changed its mind on some things, if at some point they do announce maybe they will sell tickets, a limited number of tickets for some games. I would not at all be surprised if that happens at some point later in the fall. But for now, they're planning games. They're just not planning for fans. To read about this, to hear about this, make sure you're reading cleveland.com slash OSU and listen to Buckeye Talk from cleveland.com Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday every week. I'm Doug Maurice.